Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. For your SmackDown and AEW Rampage post show, we're throwing it into the way back machine a little bit here. We've got AEW Rampage and SmackDown to talk about today. Very excited about this because we are heading to Wembley. We did notice that after Rampage ends, viewership goes up. So especially with these more important Rampages, we wanted to be able to include those into the fold here. So get in those Super Chats. Get in those Humper Chats. We got two shows to talk about tonight. We're also going to remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, where a returning Kevin Owens was announced before. Sean broke the paywall, so so can I, I say. Uh, <laughs> but you can go to Fightful Select, check out some more spoilers, the rundown, more news on Edge, of course, and the big match that came out of there. So much more going into Wembley. All the CM Punk drama you can get your dirty little hands on, and so much more at FightfulSelect.com. You'll also get me and Alex Pulowski doing pay-per-view post shows behind the paywall, which we will be doing for All In as well, as well as a ton of other uh, great add-on podcasts and added value in there. So go check it out. And we're going to check out what happened on SmackDown at AEW Rampage tonight. And who better to do that with? That our own Alex Cardoza. Alex, how are you doing? I'm so happy to be back. I apologize for missing last week. Uh, you Do know, better. One of Do those better. rare occasions where, you know, I'm still drinking the tea to make sure the voice is nice and sweet Ooh. for you wonderful people here, including Kate. Oh, well, thank you. We're glad to have you back. But we do thank Stephanie Hypes for filling in. She was great yes. on what was a very eventful episode of SmackDown with everything going on with Jay Uso. Um, and we had so much more to talk about today with the edge. Is he retired? Is he not a very emotional main event? A really nice um, 
set of tributes paid in this as well. So a lot going on, a lot of uh, chatter about where he may end up. I think this was a little bit more surprising news. I think people knew his contract was coming up, but maybe not this quick. So interesting stuff happening in the world of wrestling. And we are going to start, of course, with SmackDown because of that Edge news. Now, this got a lot of time on the show tonight, and I do normally go like in chronological order, but we're going to acknowledge what happened with Edge kind of up front here, the, the emotional match with Sheamus. These guys, man, considering like they haven't ever shared a ring together and how crazy that is, boy, oh boy, did they have just like incredible chemistry. Um, it was just a really nice match to see. And we'll talk about like the details of it when we get closer to the main event. But overall, I just, um, Edge's story is so special because of the way he had to retire, the fact he got to come back at all, the role he's played, the iterations of Edge that we've gotten for all the years and years that he's been doing this. Um, he's really, really, really given a lot to the industry. And it was just very cool to see uh, him kind of get his dues and for it to just be happening on a regular SmackDown is, is something that's really interesting. So um, I loved it. He didn't put Seamus over, which I think leaves the door open a little bit. So maybe he's not retired, retired. Maybe he's got one more match in him in front of 80,000 people. We'll find out. Or maybe he resigns. And this is all a Mark Henry situation. Uh, but we will find out. What were your thoughts on the main event and any edge matches or memories that you can can think of or want to share yeah emotional for uh to be completely honest uh you know i've watched them my entire like teenager into adult life you know so when you have that kind of connection with someone that you've never really met in real life you've kind of just grown up and watched them on television um it's kind of weird and surreal to know that they they're they might not be on your television at least in the wwe side if he decides not to be on television maybe behind the scenes, whatever he likes to do. Um, but yeah, and then obviously for me, it was just growing up in that era, I worked at Toys R Us, so I was always looking forward to getting the new Edge toys, the Hardy Boys, the Dudleys, like, you know, all those incredible matches that they had when I was growing up as the brood. I mean, uh, we were spoiled, um, and we've been spoiled for 25 years. So um, even throughout that whole hiatus with his neck, he, you know, climbed right back up, so it's... It's it's insane. It's just insane. I have no real like big words because it's just like he he's really you can tell Beth was crying like this was it. Yeah, this was a really emotional main event. And normally I kind of like take note of my favorite spots or little things like that or points of chemistry. And this was one of those ones I would just encourage you to go back and watch from beginning to end because the moment was so much bigger than anything that kind of happened between the ropes here. Um, I am someone that started watching in 2009. So I generally, compared to my peers, because I'm in my mid-30s, like everybody else started watching kind of more in the prime of his era, reading our superstar. Like, I didn't know anything about him and Lita until way into my adulthood. But what's cool is like, I, I've said it before too, and not to put a negative light on anything, but like a lot of the Attitude Era stuff doesn't really connect with me because it is a little bit more dated. Um, so when I go You're back- calling me old? I'm David. calling it old. I'm okay, I'm just saying. It. By the way, top of the way you just mentioned, I also learned about, you know, smoochy, smoochy, sexy time with him and Lita in the middle of a ring oh, on a random okay. Monday Night so, Raw, you know what I'm saying? A live sex show is what introduced you to the birds and the bees conversation. I like it, but um, it is 
it, a lot of that stuff does read as very dated, but a lot of Edge's stuff, like even kind of in those more controversial angles or whatever you want to call it, um, he was just always really good at storytelling aspect and it never kind of like lost its way despite like some of the real life drama that was going on or whatever. I feel like he um, always came across as a really great and believable storyteller and there's not a whole lot from the prime of the era he was in that I feel like is kind of more timeless. And I feel like he really is one of those more timeless performers. And when I do go back and watch, I find myself watching a lot of his work from that time. So, um, and just someone who realistically, like we're getting to see kind of these second runs from Edge and Danielson and Soraya here a little bit. I think she's in a little bit, maybe more tentative of a spot because she's still got some stuff going on. But, um, you know, he retired what felt like way too young. One of the things I do remember watching with him was just being so heartbroken because he just didn't look ready to hang it up. Like it just didn't look like he was ready to walk away from it. So for him getting to come back and have more time for him getting the, the Royal Rumble reaction that he got, my God, I mean, after the pandemic and other than CM Punk's comeback, like, I don't know if we've heard louder receptions in the past couple decades here. Like that was huge 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 so very very that, cool he had that pandemic match with randy orton that like feud with him that just greatest went back and ever. forth they did the yeah the greatest match ever in pro wrestling history like they did you know he went to the to the house and that was just insane in an era where we didn't know what was happening in the world we were entertained and he he did that you know what i'm saying it's it's pretty great and i do feel like he's always just been one of those more believable promos too like even in some of the stuff like Judgment Day stuff is not necessarily for me, even in the areas he was in it and out of it. Um, I feel like he really brings like a grounded sincerity to all of his promos when it was he was in the um, title picture for uh, when Seth Rollins was reintroducing his title. Like he gave some really great just like social media promos that you're like, man, this guy just immediately draws you in with his promo style. He's so believable. I always appreciate wrestlers that sound like they're talking like human beings. Like I'm someone who prefers that to like the sure. WWE yeah. cadence of delivering a promo like i i like the ones that are a little bit more natural sounding so his what are you style talking is, about kate uh. is for me <laughs> you bitch um <laughs> so he's someone that just i i feel like really can make stories feel very real and important and kind of create them where there aren't any and i i feel like that's a really really skilled performer and um some of my favorite highlights from this past go around even though the judgment stuff stuff what Judgment Day stuff was not for me. His whole trilogy with Seth Rollins, I felt like was great. All three of those matches felt so incredible. So, so different. Obviously, what do you even say about like him and Danielson and um, Roman? Like just really, really incredible moments and still performing at such a high level at this age. So really great um, second kind of chapter of his career. And I'm just so glad that he got to come back and do it. If this is, in fact, the end, we don't really know. He didn't put Sheamus over. We don't know what's coming up. Obviously, Wembley's around the corner. If he did want to make a jump to AEW, even for just one appearance, you got Christian sitting right there. If he wants to resign with WWE in a performer capacity, run back him and Sheamus all day. This match was wonderful. I think he has an incredible mind for this, too. It seems like if he wants to hop behind the scenes or darn it, if he just wants to go home and hang out with his awesome wife, God bless him. But 
uh, what contributions to to this professional wrestling industry. We really um, he's a really integral player and in kind of bridging the gap between a few generations. And uh, what a what a body of work. The best way to kind of encapsulate moments like this, I always feel like, is to go back and watch old matches. So. Go ahead and do that. And Super Chat and Humper Chat, your your memories, if you want to share them with us. We got a few of those coming in, which I think is awesome. Will Kism, who's been so supportive of us lately. Thank you so much for all this. Thank saying, you, I was watching this match with tears. Um, my four-year-old daughter asked why I was crying. And I said, part of it is like this could be it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the other part was that I'm getting old. Like I feel, I feel like at the end of the match, they should have played "My Way" by Frank Sinatra because he did it his way. He went out his way. Whether you know, Seamus was like, "I'm not, I'm not gonna pin you, bro. Are you, are you serious in Toronto? Like, I'm gonna pin you? No, you know, like, yeah, come on." A, a very cool way to to leave the door open. I'm kind of like. I don't know if Alter Bridge is on tour or not, but I feel like if they knew this was coming for even like more than a day, which they did, it would have been really cool to have Alter Bridge play him out live. Um, that's the only thing I might have changed, but I'm a big live entrance gal and a big music gal. So that is just me. Uh, we've got Ryan Fields weighing in saying it would be crazy if Edge tags with Dax because of the cash situation. No way TK can let cash go with those allegations. Uh, we, we're not going to speculate on any of that. We do know that there are no travel restrictions in place as of earlier today when Sean was reporting it. Um, so that doesn't seem at this moment like it's affected. We can talk about that if you choose to super chat and humper chat about it. Please just uh, do so with taste because otherwise we'll just take your money and not read it. We'll ask you to say something else. And, and last but not least on that, it's just like, can we just let wrestlers do whatever the hell they want? Like, let's stop speculating on like, oh, he needs to get permission from this or he he's never yeah, going to go the there. Online legal experts yeah, like, still, like, like, can we just with edge? You mean? Yeah. 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 With, even with edge. Yeah. Like, let, let's just let let it be like these are humans. Let no. them do whatever the F I they want to do. Bro. Like, I mean, I, I get it to the point of wanting to fantasy book stuff. I think it gets weird when people decide what should make people happy. I get I get yeah. my my hate on on X is getting so much bigger. I love it. I'm I'm embracing it. <laughs> At first I was like, what's what am I doing wrong? But now I am rolling with the punches and actually leaning into it and pressing those buttons. Well, try being a girl on there. It'll change your Okay, <laughs> when when do I start? I mean, <laughs> 2023, I could be a girl tomorrow morning. Five Let's bowls do for this. everyone, man. We'll Hell take yeah. it. Taylor Cannon saying, I got to say my favorite memory of Edge was when he returned at Rumble because I was so happy he was able to return. That is, that is like, I think anytime anybody has to retire because of injury, it's just so unfair that it doesn't get to happen on their terms. And with a neck injury like Edge had at such a young age too, it just like, it felt like he had more to give. So the fact that he got to come back and give that was really special. It was really, really special. And Taylor also saying, hello, Miss Kate and Alex 2.0. Hope you are both well this Friday evening. To be honest, I had kind of a rotten day, but always made better. We're here to make it better for you. By you. God wonderful damn it. Oops, sorry. People. That's okay. We're out, of, we're out of the five-minute mark. It's all right. Just got demonetized. Oh, all right, Ben's saying, no mirror, Alex Edge entrance. <laughs> Boo. Hi, Kate. Well, hi, Orion Ben. Thank you so much for chiming in with your support. And we'll keep 
those edge memories coming along all day, um, all night here. They can be memories about edge from you too, if you want. Like you can do that. Um, we're not going to go into to other places that word can lead us, but you know, we've got sponsors that'll probably contribute to that. But Wilkinson's saying, I'm so sad we never got Edge versus Brock. You know, that's an interesting one because I don't want to see Edge versus Brock post this neck injury thing. That is just an uncomfortable thing for me. Uh, I am not a doctor. I have no place to say who somebody should be fighting or not. But I have a hard time enjoying matches when that kind of stuff is in the back of my head. Daniel, Brian Danielson concussion spots, not the target audience for that. Like, I hate that stuff. And there's a lot of wrestlers, especially of late, that I feel like are incredible in-ring injury sellers. Ricky Starks, hi. Uh, Kevin Owens, hi. Um, MJF, but his are usually the knee, so it's a little less cringy. Um, But it's like neck and head stuff. I just get very nervous. So that with Brock Lesnar would make me nervous as a fan but considering like who they are as wrestlers i can completely understand the appeal of that do you feel like we got robbed out of a brock and an edge feud nah nah we don't need we don't need absolutely everything in the world to like be you know booked or people to face each other i think i think i think it went perfect i don't we brock is great i i think there's certain people that you can feed to brock and if you notice in the last couple of years, he's been, you know, dead set on like yearly feuds with one person at yeah. a time. So he definitely did not need Edge. And Edge was such an enigma on his own. And anything that he touched was just perfect and turned to gold. I, I never really thought of anything outside of like maybe the Vicky Guerrero stuff that I thought was, you know, kind of crazy. And then obviously his personal life when with that whole Lidl and math thing, that was amazing, too, because I mean, who wouldn't they want real life drama? It. Right. Well, Vince took that and said, damn it, you're going to fight on TV, you know, so. Well, first he said, I'm going to fire the wrong guy and then hire him back and then you're going to fight yeah. on TV. But that's a whole other can of worms for another time. But they all three of them did a great job bringing that to life. I can't can't argue with that. Um, Arza 288 saying, I'm glad that if this is the end, Edge got to end it. Yes. Not with the doctor's order, but on his own terms. Agreed. I think that's the biggest kind of takeaway and a, a really great way to say it. Um, yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Kylie, our friend, saying, also much love to Kate and Alexis. Y'all are awesome. Kylie, you are awesome. No, this and is I the way the kids are doing it, it now. <laughs> like this? I thought like you were going to go to Aussie. Like this. Aussie, Aussie, open mode. But we'll get there too. Vincent Moore saying, I remember the 90s edge with Christian and Gangrel was one of my favorite edge moments. Got the brood in there. God, uh, and the, the feud brood. with the Hardys and Dudley Boys, I mean, helped main event tag team wrestling. It sure did. And of course, ushered in an entire match stipulation and style in a way that is pretty unforgettable. Pretty unforgettable. The Aftermath Pro Wrestling Podcast saying, I was at New Year's Revolution, the first ever cash-in, which Ed, Edge won cashing in on John Cena in 2006. Wow. How could I leave that out in That's all of crazy. Our, our Edge talk? The Money in the Bank grandfather um, was one of the most memorable ones, of course, yeah. because of that. But I think, uh, yeah, he's he's really been kind of the pioneer of a lot of stuff that sneaks under the radar a little bit. I think people are consider him synonymous with, the the ladder match obviously sure. uh, in tag team wrestling for sure but this is a, a good memory if if you can if you want to hit up like the biggest edge fan in the world 
Our own Robert DeFelice is like the biggest edge guy ever. Hit him up at Dude Felice on Twitter. He will give you all the best matches he's ever had, all the best memories you could ever think of. Um, and just really like that's his guy, you know, he's one of those. So uh good, good <clears throat> stuff. Uh let's dive into SmackDown. Please keep sending in your your memories of Edge. I always love hearing about personal connections to wrestlers and favorite moments and things like that, especially for wrestlers who like kind of the bulk of their career was before I was watching. Cause it gives me little windows, little insight into things. Um, I didn't love a lot of the rest of this episode, but this was kind of the hallmark of this episode. We did get some good stuff, but a lot of like double-edged swords on this episode a lot of talent that i wanted to see a lot of matches getting a lot of time which is something i'm rooting for um but not the way i would go about maybe telling some of the stories here <laughs> so let's start off we have your new u.s champion Rey mysterio with santos escobar on the grace and waller effect santos escobar doing a great job of selling that leg injury from last week with the brace on his knee Grayson Waller comes out and congratulates Rey Mysterio for winning the U.S. title. Mysterio said it felt great to be a three-time U.S. champion. And Grayson Waller does what he does and starts to prod about, could they be co-champions? Like, starting to needle at Escobar, who tells Waller to shut up and puts Rey over pretty heavily here, calls him a mentor, says that he's proud of him. And then Austin Theory's music hits. And Theory comes down in his gear, of course, with a microphone. Waller says Escobar was, or I'm sorry, Theory says that Escobar wasn't man enough to face him. Um, and I don't know if like an Austin Theory return shot is what I would do with this guy after such a not so great reign. But what happens next, in my opinion, is worse. Uh, Adam Pierce comes down to the ring and he says nobody wants to hear Theory complain. And then LA Knight appears out of nowhere. Uh, and congratulates Ray and says he's coming for that title at some point. Puts himself over for having won the 24-man, I'm going to call it the Meat Rumble, because it's late on a Friday, and we can get a little silly about it. But the Slender James Battle Royal, the Slim Jim Battle Royal, and Theory says that they should have a match for the title. And here's why I don't think this is a great idea. I feel like they set themselves up for a no-win situation at all. Um if you have Austin Theory lose, it's like continuing to be like, hey, what the heck are we doing with Austin Theory, right? And if you have, I'm sorry, if you have LA Knight lose, my apologies, you're once again having probably your hottest organic baby face on the roster lose. If you have Austin Theory win, it's kind of like you just had him drop the title because things weren't working and now he's getting a return shot, right? Um, and I just feel like, there's two bad scenarios that you can create. One where neither guy should lose. That's kind of what I was saying about Edge and Brock, right? Like, who do you actually have lose in that feud is one thing. Uh, and then there's a situation where neither guy should win. Because if LA Knight wins here, are you going to have him beat Rey Mysterio? I don't think so. If he's going to lose to Rey Mysterio, that feels like a waste of a title shot. So all this feels kind of messy to me. Uh, we do have the Miz on commentary for this match which tells you everything you need to know about how this match is going to go. He was really good on commentary, though. I love him leaning into this LA Knight as a flash in the pan. Calls him Fandango without the 
the dance boots, Eugene without the crayons, like really, really good stuff from The Miz here. Kind of the most valuable use of The Miz in a while. Like this has been a productive story. So I like that about it. But cutting to the finish, we have The Miz jumping on the ring apron and LA Knight turning his attention to The Miz because he's apparently an idiot uh, until Knight lands a DDT on Austin Theory. Knight goes to the outside and chases The Miz everywhere until Knight clotheslines The Miz to the floor. Theory rolls up LA Knight with a handful of tights for the win. Uh, I don't need to see LA Knight in another title shot here, especially this rendition of him. I feel like him winning with a fistful of tights just makes him feel like still unworthy of the title. Like he's never really had any convincing wins here because he's always cheating. Uh, and he keeps kind of talking about how great he is. And he just keeps proving that he's not actually that great when he gets like wins in this way. That was a lot to throw at you. Uh, but let's talk about the promo and the match that we got here. What were your thoughts on this kind of first half hour of Raw or uh, SmackDown, I guess? Yeah, with with Austin Theory, I I do believe that maybe as he chases for something, he kind of feels a little bit more um more like like needed as a heel, right? Um, because him with the belt was very lackluster, but him chasing. You can tell that kind of changes things a little bit. He's he's a little bit more vocal. He's able to attack whomever. He gets these cheap-ass wins like he did today, um, which I know you don't like. But at the same time, what what's a better heel way to win than cheap-ass little wins, right? That'll just continue to – I know storyline ways and, you know. Clean wins ever? No, no, no clean wins. There's no clean wins in, in Heelville, Heelville in, uh, in WWE. Um, that's that's my problem though. Like, I know, well, you know, and but it keeps the fans entertained. All seventeen thousand today in the stadium. Um, I do say this. I I'm looking at the now the other side of things with LWO, and God, my gut feeling is telling me something's coming. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you've been, you you know, you know, you can tell the subtle hints. You can tell something. And I feel it in the air. I could be 1,000% wrong. But God, like, what's going on with the team there, with this belt? Like, who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm gonna. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to put it out there. Because if I put it in a universe, it might happen. But uh, I, 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 I think LA Knight, he's, he's my, he, this might be his first uh, gold, you know, to gold belt to wear it for the company and, like, bury it and see where, where it goes. You know, and I think that with the Miz involved, Theory, LA Knight, they might put all these guys in, in a ring and just let them all kill each other. Because that way, that way, hear me out, you don't have someone look, uh, you know, less than strong when you have a five way of whatever. You know what I'm saying? And any and whoever you pin wins the match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's definitely a protected way to go. You could easily right. do... The Miz, LA Knight, Austin Theory, and Ray for like right. a, a four corners match. You you definitely could set that up here. I don't know if that's where we are gonna go. Um, I just don't feel like it felt like Austin Theory's reign never clicked in. And to me, part of the reason it never clicked in was he didn't have convincing wins. He had a win against John Cena, who didn't care, just very clearly didn't care. Um, ruined him on the mic from which he never recovered. 
like all of his his matches and feuds were were pretty forgettable in that ring. So when he dropped it, I was like, finally, an opportunity for this guy to go away and get repackaged. And now they're just sending him out here being a chasing heel. Is a that's weird... what they, yeah, that's what they're gonna do. That I mean, that's honestly that's what they're gonna do. I don't he think lost he's gonna in like three minutes to an opponent who wasn't prepared <sighs> to face him. I know, like, and I don't. I don't think he's gonna win this title back. I, I, they're gonna flip flop it around here, and it's gonna be LA Knights. Uh, obviously, like this guy's hotter than hell. Like, why wouldn't you put something on him? And if this is I what think, you, I think it's gonna be Dominic Mysterio. Oh God! I think he's gonna drop that NXT title and then come back up and beat his dad, or combine them. No, uh, people have been saying that. I, I feel like they know that the North American title. Because let's not forget, the 205 Live title and the North American title are already a combined title now in NXT. They need that mid-card title in NXT. Like, they they need it from a storytelling purpose. It's their most protected title. It's their workhorse title. Like, they need it from the perspective of the show desperately needs this title. So I don't think they go that way. And I do think Mustafa Ali beats Dominic Mysterio for it. Kind of okay, sooner okay. rather than later. Based on what they're building out there. So you bring now, main roster people down to NXT and give them the belt. That's what that's we're doing. That's kind of what we're, yeah. Like Got it. Okay. Mustafa Ali, a free agent. We saw how important the draft has been. Um, <laughs> Mustafa Ali. Now Mustafa Ali and Rey Mysterio. Done that all day, please. <sighs> but I just don't know, man. Like, you have Austin Theory lose his multi-month title at a three-minute match on a random SmackDown to an opponent who wasn't prepared for him after he took out his best friend, so he should kind of be prepared for Ray. And then you have him with this return shot. Just doesn't it doesn't click for me. It doesn't click for Are me. Are they man. protecting Santos? You think? You think they're Maybe. protecting him? Maybe. Um he's a I'll say this. Santos is is incredibly over as a face. He was a heel a lot of his NXT run, and he's a fantastic heel. So if they want him to turn yeah. on Ray, he can pull it off. But I feel like the LWO is really, really successful. And you also have a lot of stables in WWE right now, which I'm someone that likes that. I think it's a very natural story to have, like, my friends don't like your friends because you were mean to me. Is like a very, very normal, relatable, clean storytelling device. So I'm pro stables, especially before Survivor Series, right? Like, if you're going to do Survivor Series matches, it really helps to have stables running around. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you want to split up something that's working, but I also feel like there's a lot of mileage in Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio. Like, there's some really, really good juice in them facing each other, like, for months on end. I would not be mad about it. So... Throughout the show, we get uh, these nice tributes to, to Edge. We get some video packages from Cody and AJ Styles and Bailey and Ricochet and KO later sending in their thanks to Edge. Here in the show, we also get Michael Cole just putting him over, speaking affectionately about it. And we get a little video montage with Kevin Patrick. But we move on to another thing that I was excited about the talent involved. Excited this match got a lot of time. Just did not love the booking in this, unfortunately. Bailey uh, and Dakota Kai making their entrance as Damage Control or Damage Control. Uh, Bailey with the microphone introducing your women's champion, EO Sky, setting up a tag team match against Charlotte and Bianca Belair. Now, I have a few issues with the way that this went. There was a really good in ring for the most part, save a spot where Charlotte went for a hot tag and missed it. I don't really know how that quite happened. But we get Bianca 
with the KOD on Bailey. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the win, ultimately. Um, and here's my complaint with this. Not only... Did you have your world champion lose? And I know Bailey's the one who got the pin. Uh, but, like, they've actually been a unit the whole time. I feel like when two people, especially two people that don't like each other, like Charlotte and Bianca Belair, beat people that are supposed to be tag team wrestlers and have been a unit for a while, that just looks bad all over the place. Like, um, I, I just don't have an interest in seeing this combination either because we've already seen Bianca versus damage control run into the ground during her title reign over and over and over again. Um, and it's, it's supposed to be two people that have animosity towards each other versus your world champion who doesn't take the pin, but loses here. And someone she's been aligned with for over a year. This just doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. I don't like the booking here, but the match was great. You have four of the best performers in the world. Uh, Bianca always looks amazing with the KOD. Bailey is one of the most selfless in-ring performers ever, ever, ever. Um, I absolutely adore that. I'm glad Dakota's sticking around, even though she's not cleared to wrestle. And I love Io Sky getting reps on my television, but she's your champion. And much like Asuka, kind of feels like the accessory in all of this, which I don't like one bit. What were your thoughts on what we got here? Uh, you know... I like how they're putting EO front and center, like, you know, she's coming out to her own entrance, making her feel like a world champion, which is something that they don't do very well often. They often kind of fumble that. They fumbled the hell out of Asuka for the second or third time now with that, um, you know, kind of making her the eighth wheel and everything. So for me, 
it was a good strong entrance other than that this match was a little bit all over the place for me like why would you put these pieces and you know not have your world champion kind of like you know be the dominant one in 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 all of this but i mean because you know that would not go down if charlotte was champion so yeah the age-old question here we go again where are we going with this what are yeah. we gonna do i i want them to keep i wish they keep eo i wish they i would love for her to you know stay in this and be strong but you know with with rumblings of somebody else who just got brought back to the company you know like where what are we doing agreed with that i think the name being Kyrie might be on her <gasps> way back which is very exciting so i had no idea that's a possibility i, I heard also, about that i also kept waiting for i don't hmm, this is tricky to explain because i kept waiting for wwe to do the thing that they do and i don't necessarily like it but it would have made sense from a story perspective i kept waiting for either shotzi to come and torment bailey uh, and her to be the loss cause is that here. over with now? I don't think so. Cause oh, okay. you weren't you weren't here last week. No, there was, no. There was more of that. There was more of Shotzi okay. tormenting Bailey. So I thought her causing the distraction, which it's kind of like you can't complain that the food is bad and the portions are too small, right? I complained about overbooking on the show all the time, and now I'm saying where's the overbooking? So I understand my own hypocrisy in that. But for the way WWE tells stories, I was kind of expecting Shotzi to come down and do that. And I was also wondering if we were going to get Asuka doing a run in here and maybe on the side of EO yeah. because that might be a good next move for her since they really kind of threw everything else out the window. So I, while I don't like overbooking, I was kind of expecting all these things to happen, but instead, nope, you just have Bianca hmm. pinning Bailey, which was, a little bit weird, Arza saying that every Money in the Bank Women's Champion is booked the same. You're yeah. right. It's like we had a cash-in that lasted longer than 24 hours, and that is good. That is progress. It seems like they were at least thinking of a story there. I also feel like if the idea is that Io is going to get pissed at Bailey because Bailey was the one that lost, like, how many times are we going to go to this well before it's a boy cried wolf thing, right? right. Like, we have... um all the teases of the breakup happening. We have it twice in the Money in the Bank ladder match where they cost each other. I don't capitalize on it there. I thought maybe they were waiting for Dakota to come back. She has a long way to go. So I'm just a little bit confused. But I love all the talent that's involved in this. There sure. was a lot of really great in-ring work. And I'm glad to see women's wrestling getting a lot of time on television. I just wish the champions were made to look a little bit stronger in the process. We've got some more Super Chats and Humper Chats coming in. We're going to listen to your Edge memories and favorite moments all night. Really, really emotional and um, celebratory ending to SmackDown tonight, which we are going to get to. But Kylie, the wonderful, beautiful, amazing Kylie, saying, I'm hoping for something with Christian before the end. Me too. I don't think like I need an Edge and AEW entire run. Uh, I do find the timing very interesting with Wembley. And I don't even know if it has to be an in-ring thing, but if they wanted to do a totally awesome Christian's not really the champion match or uh, <laughs> some sort of promo or just, just the moment would be really, really cool. We'll see if they end up doing that. But Christian and Edge obviously have been so connected their whole careers. And I'm just loving all the work that Christian is doing right now, man. He's He's sending his daughter out of the arena for trying to touch his belt 
and saying that she's not credentialed. I mean, that's that's not entertaining for I you. Mean, I mean, look, seventy-five percent of that WWE promo were Edge and Christian uh, memories. Okay, so slice it however you want it. They they couldn't get away from that. They, you know, they're very, they're known for recreating history in their own vision. They can't. This is something that these two are are tied together forever. Definitely. And I think it's awesome because I feel like Edge got to have this really awesome comeback in the company he's in. This Christian renaissance, I think, has been really, really fun. So it would be cool to see them kind of merge again. We've got some more chats coming in. Thank you guys so much for all the support tonight. Well, Kism, circling back to Ray and Santos, saying that I think the end game is Ray versus Santos for the title at Mania. Maybe Rumble or WrestleMania. Um, I Rumble feels like a good shout from like a time and pacing perspective and also gives you some more breathing room with the LWO. Like you can have everything be fine for a while and then have Santos start to get angrier and jealous because it should have been his title reign and things like that. So I don't hate that idea at all. And I, I love the idea of them. Maybe the turn happens at Rumble and the match happens at Mania. I think there's a lot of possibilities there. I just feel like we're also eventually going to see Ray and Dom converge. I just don't know if the title is going to be involved in that. Maybe Dominic costs uh, Ray the title. Could very well be. Could very well be. Some more love for Edge coming in. Thank you guys so much for the support. We always appreciate it. Reese Power saying that Edge video package had me crying. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, there's just a lot of very emotionally real moments in a, in a kayfabe world in that video package. I loved everything that Kevin Owens and Cody and, and Bailey were chiming in with too. Um, we also got to see some very real feeling flavors of the story that we got tonight with Seamus and Edge last week about their friendship and Seamus putting him over as the only kind of wrestler who bothered to talk to Seamus when he was kind of first investigating what this insane lifestyle is. So really nice to have Edge kind of get his flowers in real time. And that video package was very well executed as, as pretty much all WWE video packages are. They do a great job on the production side. Bizarro Big L. I'm sorry if you're taking Big L's. We want big W's for you, Bizarro over there. Uh, saying, hey, Kate and Alex, I will never not pop for Edge, whether he shows up on Collision, all in, takes time off, or comes back with WWE. He deserves to have it to go out on his own terms. And WWE chill, announcing 90,000 tickets for <laughs> sold for WrestleMania is petty. It's set up for a two-day show in a 67,000 stadium. I'm all for wrestling. Michael Michael Cole was just like so egging it on to the Can you believe it? I was like, oh, whoa. It's, it's the best. I mean, Tony Khan does it all the time too. The wrestling promotion. I love like it. Outside each other. One of the biggest stars in WWE was busting up Triple H's throne before. So I I don't have a problem with that. I, I think it's perfectly fine. But I understand if people get fatigued by it. I just I think it's funny because they're they're wrestling companies, you know what I mean? Really, in, in that situation, everybody's winning. Like, WrestleMania selling well is a W. Wembley selling, almost selling out. They're, I think, 5,000 tickets away from selling out is a W. Pro wrestling selling well is a win. Everyone's but, number one in their respective night. Like, why the hell would people tribalize this? God yeah, damn. It was a really cool week for wrestling last week when Raw, NXT, Dynamite, I think Rampage were all number one in their demographic for their day. 
Uh, and Collision, I don't think was because Saturday is tough and UFC was on and all that. But like pretty much every weekday but Thursday, which wrestling for Thursdays is usually on streaming services. That's just a good week for pro wrestling, man. Like I'll take it. And we had all these women's main events happening and an opening SmackDown last week was a women's yeah. segment. Like really, really healthy stuff in pro wrestling. So don't let whatever issues people are having on Twitter and CM Punk bum you out. Like wrestling's in a really, really healthy place right now. Um, Wilkism saying at some point, even if it's years, I hope that Biggie, oh my heart has a chance to get his comeback if ever possible. P.S. Kate, you say you like live bands. Do you like the time that Cody's band played him out to the ring at the AEW pay-per-view? That was not like the strongest live performance. It's really tricky to get those right um, from like just a sound perspective, especially with a band and a setup that loud. So uh, not like my favorite of the live performances, but Downstate is great. I've seen Downstate be great a lot of times live. Obviously the theme is super, super, super over. So I love to see it. But you know what, Alex? We're building toward Wembley, okay? And there's a specific Brit who has not been announced for the card yet, but was at ROH tapings, named Zack Sabre Jr. Who? And, uh, I've never heard of him. Who do you ever Zach be? Zack Sabre Jr.? He, oh, my God. What did I? <laughs> I'm so clumsy. I just dropped this Mass Lines album <laughs> on the ground. Who coincidentally... Uh, that crow's choking. Has, has his theme right on this album. Anyway, it's so weird that we're talking about live entrances at a uh, at you wrestling a stand shows. Whatsoever. So weird that we were talking about bands playing live, right? As I did that. Anyway, uh... <laughs> bands make her dance. Everyone send ZSJ and Mass Lines, the Mass Lads. To Wembley. That's what I'm saying. I want to hear that theme played live in front of 80,000 people. But I am pro. I just love music. So I, I like seeing live performances all the time. I think on that same pay-per-view, Jericho had like a choir doing the Judas theme yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. That was a really, really cool one. Uh, but we will keep things moving. Uh, <laughs> Luis <laughs> missed one of these segments, but there was after all of the in-ring with Damage Control and Charlotte and Bianca, a backstage attack where Bianca was being interviewed backstage and was attacked by Damage Control. Control. We call it Katarl around here for the Simpsons reference. But Io Sky <laughs> hit Bianca's leg with a chair and Bianca was screaming in agony. I don't know what to make of any of this because I don't know who's a heel and a face anymore in... Tons of knee injuries in WWE. Mm. I hope they have a good uh, MCL, ACL repair person. Agreed. Because everyone's in a knee brace. It's true. It's true. Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats as we move through the show. Most of them have been about Edge and darn it, they should be. Um, some really, really incredible and emotional stuff in that main event. If you didn't watch it, we're not really going to get into too many details when we do talk about the main event because it's just a really big moment. The emotions were running high through the crowd. Beth Phoenix was crying. Seamus and Edge definitely kicked it up a notch. Uh, really, really liked what we got there. So send in your memories and your moments of the rated R superstar Edge. But right now we're going to talk about this quick Street Profits and OC match. We got a super chat from Ricardo saying OC has the best pyro in the biz. I think Cody Rhodes might fight you on that. And heel Ricky Starks getting the overkill pyro. I love heel pyro. Ricky Starks pyro, oh. yeah. 
it's so great it's just it just doesn't stop for like five minutes but that's the best uh we get the street prophets who are under the tutelage of bobby lashley right uh who still has not sent me a suit we'll talk about the match in a second i think but... the suits are over well hold on if they're over that just means they're in the back and bobby lashley can send me one listen hashtag send kate a suit okay he comes out a couple weeks ago with an entire rack of suits beautiful suits multi-thousand dollar suits because the street profits are in sweats you know who else is in sweats me right now in my suplex hoodie in my leggings okay i could also use a suit to spiff things up he's out here last week saying it bugs him that the street profits aren't living up to their potential i'm also not living up to my potential because of the lack of wardrobe so everybody tweet at fight bobby or whatever his twitter handle is and tell him to send me a suit i will Take whatever one is available. I will go to the tailor. I will look great. But Bobby Lashley, all you gotta do is send me the suit, man. I know you've got plenty of them. But anyway, we do have a match here, I guess, that we should talk about. A match? <laughs> the OC going for the magic killer at the end of this, but Montez Ford breaking it up. And they hit what looks like a new finisher for the win, which I really like. I love when heels and faces turn and especially ones that are kind of getting like repackaged in sure, this way yeah. they change up their move set too because they are Bad they're guys. trying to live up to their potential mm -hmm. right like they're um they're trying to readjust things they've got a new attitude i i like it when teams do things like this and, and debut new finishers which i think was really really fun uh i this was like a three minute match and the oc aren't doing much of anything because they've been stuck in carrying cross tarot hot witchy woman world for a while uh but this is a perfectly serviceable use of them the street profits are great i think this is clicking with bobby lashley even if he refuses to send me a suit i still think the angle is working i gotta be objective in my analysis you know even though my feelings are hurt by the lack of suit arriving on my door but really really good stuff here i gotta say i just I miss Cedric and I miss Shelton. I really like those guys. I hope they work their way into the picture here soon. What do you think of this new alignment with the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley? What do you think about him not sending me a suit? And what did you think of this match? Well, let's start with the suit situation. Even if it's like something that he's sending to the tail, like to the cleaners, because he used them, just just send it over to uh, uh, to Kate at uh, KateNeedsASuit.com, PO Box sixty nine sixty nine. How did and, you know uh, my address? God, I mean, I've been there twice. Um, so, yeah, so let's get that out of the way. Uh, second, second <laughs> thing here. Let's uh, let's talk about this Street Profits and this awesome new, like, sit-down powerbomb frog splash combo. I don't know that I have, somehow I, I'm just making it up, but it looked pretty cool. Uh, the new outfits look pretty cool. I think you're starting to see that gray line creep in here where we don't know what's happening. You have Bobby Lashley coming out and giving you the uh, fisting you, you know, like all that good, <laughs> all that good stuff. Where do we go from here, my friends? I think. You I tell me, man, you just took this in a very different direction. Than I, I don't know one. what <laughs> you, you bastards here in the chat are like. <laughs> Are, are thinking you dirty dirty people just because it's almost midnight in the east coast right. um 
let, let's put it this way. If Bobby Lashley is, is this, this is his new role, kind of like Jinder Mahal is taking over like um, the, the beer and whomever that other nice fella is that is with him. Um, yo, I'm all for it. And if this is like if we're going to start creeping up to like, <clears throat> you know, Bobby kind of like maybe they the, the Street Profits kind of mess up a little bit and Bobby decides to start being a little tougher doing what now? <laughs> The fisting, you know, everyone loves getting fisted uh, by Bobby Lashley in the arena. Um, I you heard think... it here first, folks. Not even a paywall story. <laughs> right here on the SmackDown review. My God. It's a fist but, yeah. bump, Alex. Fist bump me. Um, I, I, I'll i be honest, man. I'm here for it. I'm here for a, a Street Profits like you know, heel run. I'm here for what Bobby Lashley is in, is in he, his work as a heel was always incredible to me. And I think him being a mouthpiece without kind of having to say much, just because of the stature that he brings and who he is, man. And what if Selton and and what's his face get like pissed off about this? And they're like, yo, what's happening here, dude? I thought we were boys. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think this will work, man. I think this is great. I think whatever they're planning on doing, because I don't want to speculate, is going to be big. And Bobby Lashley in this new role, I mean, freak yeah, man. I think everybody should always speculate wildly. That's what I think. Minerva saying, sup, partners? Uh, Eddie Kingston, the G1, what happened on Dynamite? I just I can't with this guy. But this is a contribution to a suit for Kate. Or a new internet machine and snacks for other Alex. Give me some snacks. I'm hungry. Uh, For once, I recorded with Alex Pulowski earlier. And his internet was the bad internet. Okay? We recorded Know Your News. And I thought it was me. But it wasn't me. Okay? Uh, But people forget Seamus had a bad back and that's why they put the bar together that's right that's right oh one of the most legendary runs of all time we will talk more about mr seamus in a little bit but feel free to get in all of your super chats and humper chats talk about edge or whatever else you want to including albert ponce who says hi kate which card will have a better fatal four-way women's match all in or multiverse of madness and Alex, I will say Santos and LWO will turn on Ray. Uh, I, I am so for it. I think you have to have Santos be the one to, to turn out of that. You can't really turn Ray heel at this stage of his career. Not that he couldn't do it, but I think he's just too universally loved. Uh, I don't know, but I do know that I'm going to both shows this weekend. I'm going to the New Japan show and the Multiverse nice. one. I feel like from an in-ring It'll probably be the impact one. I think from an overall just like experience moment, etc. cetera, uh, that, that all in Fatal 4-Way is going to be something special. Like when you consider Sheeta having the title right now, this rendition of Tony Storm is amazing. We're going to talk about it on the Rampage review. Soraya in her home country after everything that happened to her and her young career and her getting to have this comeback run the reception there is going to be just unbelievable. And Britt, who gave a really nice promo that we'll talk about later tonight, too. Um, you know, on Dynamite, she was wearing the jacket that she had at the first All-In. And it's really special when you consider 
this collection of women and what they're going to do there. But I, I, man, Julia is something else right now. I'm so excited for that fatal four way and those impact knockout gals always bring it, always bring it. Kylie fisting can be fun. I mean, what the F Alex, you guys, Listen, it, it's after midnight. Okay. I'm just here for a good time. <laughs> the other fella is not Sanga. That would be a different tag team. That is Veer. I was uh, going to say, I was going to call that tag team something completely different. I'm just going to text it to Kate because I think that's just a safe way. I swear it almost like spilled out. And I was like, ah, that's why I said that. That nice fella. Well, listen, you're talking about Veer. You're talking about all these dirty things. Are Veer and Sanga ever coming back? Well, you don't want to have them come too soon. We know that much. And let me tell you, there's only one way to ensure that that's not the case. Veer took Blue Chew for months before he debuted on the main roster. We knew he was coming, but it took forever to get there. And my goodness, if you need a little bit of assistance with that, let me tell you. Is your sex life stuck in developmental? Well, get ready for a call-up with BlueChew.com and the code FIFL. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but how about this? No awkward in-person visits, no trips to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But let me tell you, your package is not going to be discreet when you use BlueChew and the code FIFL. Helps to give you that confidence, that performance to take you straight to the main event, if you know what I'm saying. When approved online by one of our physicians, it just arrives straight to your door. You're not going to have people nosing around with what you're doing. And right now, you get your first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Go straight to the top. You know what I mean. Memorable performance, high spot, you know, whatever other innuendos you can think of, bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. Like Sean's innuendos could touch what we have tonight. My God. See what I did there? That's what she said. My God. Bluetooth.com code Fightful. And we move right along into more of your Edge memories and some more uh, SmackDown to talk about. Get in those Super Chats and Humper Chats if you would be so kind. But re-saying, oh, I think we already read that one about the Edge video package having you crying. But it's worth reading again because it was an emotional one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Louise saying that Julia versus Deanna versus Giselle Shaw versus Mama Congo is set up for that fatal four back at Multiverse in Philadelphia. And I'm going to be there. Uh, we move along to this Bloodline video package with Paul Heyman. I don't know, man. This, <sighs> is, this is just the most fun. This little interaction between Kayla and Paul Heyman has been like, Something that they kind of created out of nowhere. Kayla didn't have necessarily like the most distinct personality backstage until those interactions with Paul Heyman, and they are so much fun. We get Kayla asking Paul Heyman for a bloodline update, and he declines. And she says, I've been hearing rumors, okay? I've been listening to Fleetwood Mac. I've been hearing rumors a lot. Uh, she doesn't say the Fleetwood Mac reference. That's all me, but it's a great album. Uh, Heyman says that Jey Uso abandoned the WWE universe. And asked Kayla Braxton about her mom and dad because he said he heard rumors about her family. And I just loved, loved, loved that. I thought that was so fun of like, well, if you're going to talk about my family, I'm going to talk about your family as if he's in the Samoan dynasty. 
Heyman answering uh, a phone and says that the caller told him that Jimmy Uso will be live on SmackDown next week. So just really, really fun interactions here. Kind of nice to have a week off from the bloodline with this edge match being the thing to close the show. Like I, I think you don't want anything overshadowing what we got in our main event tonight. So I, I thought this interaction was great and it'll be nice to have Jimmy Uso back to try and further explain his actions. But what do you think of this little segment that we got here? Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I'm glad that it didn't start the show. I'm glad it didn't end the show. I'm glad it was somewhere just stuck in there quick, get it out of the way. Like we don't need there you go. We don't need to have, you know, the show to be and obviously because it was Edge's show, um, we didn't want a lot of the, you know, influence of the bloodline storyline to continuing to kind of overtake everything and overshadow it. So it was it was fun. It was fun. It, it Overall, the show was pretty good. A lot of, lot of stuff. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. No, I thought it was like kind of the trap we fall into of like a lot of really great in ring and a lot of really weird booking. But this was all about the main event, which we are gonna get to now, which is awesome. We have Edge defeating Sheamus in what was a really special, bigger than wrestling kind of moment and ending in this. Uh, Edge rolling him up. Uh, and hitting a spear for a great near fall, and then Edge landing another spear for the win. Um, after the match, Edge just extremely emotional. Beth Phoenix looking like she was going to cry. The commentary team just pulled back and uh, just let the moment breathe with Sheamus and Edge hugging it out, which was the the perfect call. I think that's one of Michael Cole's best assets is in a moment like that. And I think great announcers in both real sports and in wrestling um just letting those those moments breathe like letting the moment just just occur and not having to weigh in on every aspect of it they they really did a nice job here of of pulling back i i thought this was just an incredible match if this wasn't like a retirement ish thing i'd be like let's get a feud going like let's run this back a few times because i think of course you're going to kick it up a notch when you have such a special moment but they had really, really good chemistry. Like, it's kind of crazy to think about the fact that they haven't been in the ring together before. I thought the story that they quickly snapped together for this last week was really special. And I can't say it enough. Like, we can talk about spots in the match. We can talk about, you You kind of brought up the moment with Seamus before of, like, I'm not going to pin you. Uh, but I do feel like just go watch it. Just go experience all of this because it was just a really special thing. It was a really, really special thing. And I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it was these two guys in the ring when it happened. Like Seamus was a great dance partner for this. Just really, really wonderful stuff. Can't say enough about it. You guys have been sending in your memories of edge all night. Feel free to continue to do so as we kind of wind up here and flip over into rampage world. But this was just a, a really, I don't have a lot of notes on it. Cause it was just, I was just watching just watching, just drinking it in. The crowd was really in it. It's it's kind of cool when it just feels like everybody in the arena, the fans, the announcers, both performers, Beth, me watching at home, you're just in this match for the entire time. Like you're just very present with what's happening and very aware of the significance of, of what's occurring. And I just, I don't know. I, it was something really special and it's something we usually get on pay-per-view or there's these really really big to-dos about it this was kind of really nice to just have this like odd free tv and 
it just like unfolded the way it did. We got the one week of promos that were really sincere heading into it. And then we, we got this really um, beautifully crafted by both of these, these guys match. Uh, anything you want to add to this? No, just the fact that, listen, this man gave his entire life to this business. As you saw from the beginning of that beautiful package, when he was talking to Bret Hart on that talk show to tonight, letting us know like, Hey, this, this is it. You know, his contract is, I think is up was up at midnight East coast time. So he's officially a real free agent, not a quote unquote <laughs> a roster free agent. He's like a real free agent now. Um, so, you know, I, I think we should just let the man do what he needs to do. I mean, he literally, for God's sake, gave us his entire life for us to be entertained. Um, so I hope that whatever he chooses and wherever he goes and whatever happens, <clears throat> it's it's I mean, can we induct him into the Hall of Fame twice? I mean, it's been done before. I really do think him, that him and Edge and Christian as the brood. You could, they could, certainly could. They certainly could. That would be the first AEW one to cross back over to WWE World to Billy. get in. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. When DX got inducted, Billy Gunn came over. I forgot about that. Yeah. Piss ass uh, t shirt company. Stop. So, who doesn't remember that when he said it live at the freaking thing? 80,000 80, tickets later. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to meme that right now. There you go. Uh, beautifully done. Beautifully done here. And a lot of credit to Seamus as well. Just like uh, the the perfect person to... And Seamus is no spring chicken. Seamus is, you know, 14 years now, whatever. Like, he too soon will be, you know, in this spot. It's just crazy, man. God, I, we're getting old. That's what, what this is. What this, I know you just... You know why this is special for me? Because I know you mentioned that you didn't watch since, like, you know, you didn't watch from the beginning, right? From the Attitude Era. For me, I have. Was my, yeah. So I have been watching since that very first episode of, of Raw in 93 and even before that with my grandfather in Puerto Rico. But, you know, and the very first Nitro episode in 95. Like, I've been watching this for this long. Jeez. And for, for me to see a person like that, that I sat with my dad every Monday watching and we would talk about his matches and all the pay-per-views and the TLCs and everything, like. Everything, everything, everything. The brood, my God, who wasn't a goth freak in high school in the 90s <laughs> and wanted to come out of fire like that? I tell you what, man, it's just, it's incredible. Agreed. Agreed. We've got a couple more chats before we flip over into AW Rampage World. Feel free to get your super chats and your humper chats in. And before we kind of close these out, we will remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select if there is edge contract news to be broken and they don't go to like Sports Illustrated or whatever. Sean will be the one to have it, and he'll always get details for you on that at FightfulSelect.com, as well as more CM Punk drama that went up this week, of course, but also a lot of really great news that uh, was underway. We had Kevin Owens returning in a dark match that uh, got announced earlier on. We are trying to get those lineups for you, those cards for, for Raw and SmackDown when they're reliable enough and in a place to do so. Uh, the news of who was behind Leatherface on that Oh, death match. <laughs> Don't you dare talk bad about that. That was cinema to me. Leatherface chased Karen Jarrett away and she was on his side. That was crap wall to wall. I will hear no different, but they I will hear. money. 
I don't from, care. It, it was perfect. Now, the fact that it raised $100,000 and they donated that to Maui is unspeakably cool and worth every minute of TV time. But, man, if there was ever a match that was not for me. Martin Scorsese would be so upset with you right now. It's me who already can't watch horror movies because I'm a sissy. Jeff Jarrett, who I can't stand and, like, can't really go as much anymore. Jeff Hardy. And this is that was, like, the least for me thing in the world. But your support here at Feifel is the most for me thing in the world. Will saying, I think Bobby now, Bobby's faction is meant to be heels, but they saw fans' reactions, and they might be changing it up a bit. P.S. Don't forget Carmelo Hayes factor. If he loses uh, on Tuesday, Bobby might bring him in. I think Carmelo's going to have a little bit more substantive of a reign. That's just a, a gut feeling from uh, covering NXT. Like he he's had some really great matches. I think we're going to get deeper into this feud with Wes Lee and a little bit more substantive of a reign because I don't think you want to bring him and Braun Breaker up at this point probably until Royal Rumble season. I feel like bringing them up and like from now into Survivor Series, like things just get lost in the shuffle because the creative just kind of stalls until we're getting into those WrestleMania storylines. So my guess is you're probably not going to see Carmelo come up there. And I also think Carmelo's just got that, that star quality that he doesn't it's so hard to say because Montez Ford has it too and I'm loving this going on with Bobby Lashley but like for debuting on the main roster when you have as complete of a wrestler as Carmelo Hayes is I think you want to let him fly with with the wheels off for a little bit like before you go worrying about putting him with anybody else because he is complete is a good word for him he's one of the most well-rounded talents that NXT has so uh good stuff there but I think you're right on maybe the like heel into face thing like I feel like that was happening with Bobby Lashley in the first rendition of the Hurt Business where he's just so damn cool you can't help but really like this guy so we got some more support that came in uh saying did you notice Paul Haven teasing LA Knight when backstage with Kayla yes I meant to to note that it was in my notes but I forgot to read it out loud that uh, we got a nice little LA Knight dig in there also saying if WWE was cool they should have let him show up on Impact and really sell it because people really thought Jay uh, looking down the camera and said, I quit. So yes, uh, they, I don't want to say that they're not fun because they have plenty of reasons to not let their wrestlers show up on other programs. If he was like, I'm being the elite or something, just walking by in the background, I would howl. But a lot of people did bite at uh, the news that Jay Uso was leaving because his contract was legitimately up. I think they probably got him locked in a little bit more, but I love them doing things like moving him to the alumni section on the website. Like those touches are all so much fun. I really, really like stuff like that. Our moderator, Louis saying they should have Jay show up in the PWG mystery vortex. See, now that would be fun because when he's resigned and that surfaces in like six months, because PWG doesn't release anything for like six months, it would feel so like double university, but Good stuff wrapping up there. We're going to flip over into Rampage World, which was very, very fun tonight. I wanted to make sure that we incorporated this into our reviews for the next couple weeks going into Wembley. We're going to see how this goes. Um, We have a lot of people join us after Rampage ends, so we might go back to making this a long-form review all the time. But we're definitely going to do it for big shows like this. I know tonight the story was kind of mostly about Edge, but building to the biggest wrestling event of all time. 
we should probably be talking about all of the programming in depth. And that's what we're going to do with Rampage right now. Uh, Bizarro Big Al saying, you ain't wrong, Kate. How interesting would ZSJ versus Nigel McGinnis be? Kate, ask Danhausen how to get free stuff. And for your information, my name is a Big E reference. Oh, Bizarro Big Al. Okay, I got you. And apparently my boss went to school with Kofi. Oh, that's awesome. Alex, at least it ain't Sean and his classic. <laughs> You're too funny. You're too funny. Uh, ZSJ versus Nigel would be incredible. I'm very intrigued by the possibilities around this match that got set up on Dynamite with Eddie Kingston saying to the Blackpool Combat Club, find whoever you can, because there are so many possibilities and so many possibilities that make sense here, Alex. My initial thought, because I am in ZSJ Stan World, was it would be really cool to have Brian Danielson announce like ZSJ is taking his place because they've been aligned to have matches before while Danielson was injured. I feel like it would be a really cool moment to get Danielson on the card, even if he can't wrestle, things like that. Uh, complete, just like standum aside, it is kind of weird to have Osprey there and not have Zack Sabre Jr. there, in my opinion. Like, it feels like they've been kind of the two like wrestlers of the year outside of your mainstream television that kind of should be there in, in a lot of ways. Uh, thought we might finally be getting the payoff to him and Samoa Joe. They built out this whole angle on ROH and we never got it. But now Joe obviously has punk. So that's not the case there. Um, but there's so many possibilities with who the Blackpool Combat Club could align with here. They have uh, Ishii, Tanahashi, and Okada, which is what those silhouettes looked like for sure. Could uh, be the brood. Could be the brood. Now it could be Edge coming in there. A lot of people are saying Proud and Powerful's return against oh, Eddie is something wow. that could be super fun. And a lot of people bringing up Nigel McGinnis here, pointing out that on fightfulselect.com for just $5 where you can subscribe. Uh, Sean reported that he was taking steps to get back to the ring. Now, let's be extremely clear. He did not say he's definitely getting back in the ring. He's totally going to fight at Wembley. He did not say any of that because Nigel McGuinness had to retire because of hepatitis. Now, Stadium Stampede offers you a lot of opportunity to do some really, really protected stuff. So Nigel McGuinness getting into the mix there is kind of a really, really cool way to let him wrestle, but keep everybody very, very safe because you can control so much. Let's not forget the first stadium stampede. We had like the, the broken crew with the pool, calling it the whole river that like, there were so many spots that you could keep people protected. I gosh, you had Adam page on a horse. You had a hundred yards of Northern light suplexes from the box. You had so many things. Um, now if the graphic silhouettes are as accurate as could be Ishii's definitely in there like that guy is a very distinct like bone structure and silhouette uh they also look like Tanahashi and Okada that trio is who faced the Blackpool Combat Club in New Japan the first time around which is why I put it there uh but that could also be a red herring it's a silhouette it could be a lot of people do you have any thoughts on that specifically um any any guesses you want to throw in there? No, I'm I'm with you. I have no idea. Um, I've been trying to guess. Like every time I look at the silhouettes, I'm like, is that you know WWE does a good job of like using like you know 
generic creator wrestler silhouette so you have no idea who it is vacant this is <clears throat> yeah but but yeah. like right now i'm like looking at i'm like i mean one of them like you can see hair i'm like come on guys like yeah that looks like tana like, that like looks why would you why would you do that you know so looks like tanahashi to me i'm just saying i think but... that's the that's the only one but uh i mean i honestly when it for some reason i don't want to know who it is i want to sit there and I want to be surprised with everyone else, you know, uh, who's going to be, you know, watching it or whatever, whenever they decide to unveil it. You know what I'm saying? So that's to me, that's where I'm at right now. I have been looking into the silhouettes. I did freaking superimpose it. I'm like, <laughs> huh, why? Why would they do this? Like, why would you give it away this easily? But God knows, you know, we'll see. Could could definitely be red herring. Some people that are being thrown at in our chat. Chris Hero is a name I've seen a few times. Shoda is uh, the young lion of John Moxley. Uh, he's a hell of a wrestler. I don't understand why he carries two jackets to the ring. But other than that, he's great. Why are you wearing a jacket and bringing a jacket? It's a weird thing to do. But a fantastic little wrestler. Great. Uh, good stuff in the G1. <laughs> we have Proud and Powerful. And I've heard this one a few times too. Maybe Daniel Garcia breaking away from the Jericho Appreciation Society, getting initiated into the Blackpool Combat Club in this match could be a lot of fun some people saying kenta i don't know if kenta's right for this match but this is all made the more interesting by if you follow the brit wrestling scene there's a huge indie show with like all of the names that we just named as well so a ton of possibilities here um we get brian's choice zach saber jr i i love that moment my little tecker heart would just be fluttering but Claudio's choice, Chris Hero. John Moxley's choice, Homicide. I completely forgot Homicide was another name, especially Jeez. with Proud and Powerful coming into the mix. You could do Homicide and Proud and Powerful. So many possibilities. Thanks for that chat. That was a I, that would be cool to have them kind of like all pick their guy. That's a, a fun angle. But I just want to see Danielson get on the card, even though he can't fight. Like I I want the UK crowd to be able to have that moment for sure. But let's dive in. Kylie saying the Rampage opener humped last chat. Love you all. Well, we love you and all of your support. And you're wonderful and beautiful and perfect. And if anybody is mean to you, I will fight them. That's it. I will fight them like Ray Phoenix fought Commander today with Alex Abrahantes at his side. Uh, really, I mean, this match, if you like, as Reg calls it, spot food, this is the match for you. We get... The best hits of both guys here. We get Commander doing the rope walk into the shooting star press, his patented move, which looked great. I loved Commander going for the 450 that missed and Phoenix hitting that fire thunder driver, which looked so good for a close near fall, but we didn't get the near fall at the finish here. We get Commander with a spinning muscle buster into the cradle for the win. Really fun way to kick off the night. I love when we get either like crazy tag matches to start us off on rampage because it is late in the week and late in the night. And I love when we get matches like this to kick us off all those kind of like energetic, super fun, fast moving matches like this are wonderful for a while there. It was like Adam Cole opens rampage. That was his spot. And it was the same thing where it was just like, I'm immediately psyched. Uh, loved this opener. What were your thoughts on this? Same. I, I, I felt like they got, they kind of got back to what they're used to. You know, yeah. getting back into like the starting the match is strong. These two, my God, <clears throat> I thought to myself, excuse me, I thought to myself, like, 
some of these uh, moves that they were doing to each other, they they have a way of kind of like really uh, hiding how they how they land because the way they were landing on their heads, yeah, it's unbelievable. Like I'm thinking back at some of the moves right now. I'm like, holy shit! Like, give me more of this. This sure. lucha libre crazy style. I want more of that on Rampage. I don't know why we don't have it, you know, but. I think that they have that specific style, uh, and I mean AEW does, and I believe that they should, you know, lean onto it. And um, WCW did it with the cruiserweights back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I think I, th- I believe that this should be, um, you know, especially with with Friday nights, with how late it is, kind of pump that crowd the crowd up too, because you know they're recording right after Dynamite. So yeah, other than that, man, it was, I mean. Insane, and they gave each other love at the end of the match, which was really cool. You know, like funny you should mention that about the crowds because where we have seen a lot of these luchadors is on ROH, and ROH has a really funny challenge in that they film before and after collisions. So it's while people are walking in the building and don't want to pay attention, and it's when people want to leave. And there's a lot of lucha action, and I think part of it is for that reason is to is to pull the crowd in kind of like we're alluding to and i think this is also kind of newer it feels like all of a sudden we have like this crop of luchadors that's unbelievable some of the roh adoption i think played into that with everything with lfi we've seen metal leak around and commander and vikingo and gringo loco oh my goodness so really really good i feel like as soon as we stopped reviewing rampage it really kicked up a notch so i'm glad that we get to do it tonight and next week but I do feel like um, it, there seems to be a more concerted effort AEW-wise in general, in my estimation right now, where all of the programs are working together to feed pictures. So, like, there's been women's matches with stakes on it, and that's led into things that have happened on Dynamite and things on ROH that have happened that have had uh consequences on the collision women's division so just nice to see the whole ecosystem working kind of more copacetically than it had we get two back-to-back video packages one from Britt baker who's talking to the wonderful beautiful incredible amazing renee paquette Britt baker saying she was the first all-in she was the first woman signed to AEW, and she will win the first women's championship at all in which i liked i liked her kind of alluding to the milestones that she's had. And she has had a lot of firsts there. Face Britt Baker has not really been for me since Jamie's been out. It feels like a lot of her face turn was predicated on the relationship with Jamie. Kind of feels like she got a little lost in the shuffle, but this was a really nice promo because we're speaking to a very clean story here, followed by QT Marshall saying that he's winning matches and championships in AAA which he did, which is wild. I did not have QT Marshall winning a triple A title on my 2023 wrestling bingo card, but 2023 wrestling is pretty wild. Johnny TV was shown driving with his tiny dog as well. Makes me wonder if that, that tiny, was great. Makes me wonder if that tiny dog will also maybe pull Taya Valkyrie into the mix because we've seen her uh, with that before. We've seen her as Frankie Monet, I believe on NXT with the tiny dog. I would be all for Taya joining uh, this whole QTV angle. They were gold together on uh, Lucha Underground. So I'm for bringing that back if that's where they're going. What do you think of Britt and QT Marshall's vignettes and the tiny dog? 
it's nice to see Brit, you know, um, getting back into the fold of things. You know, uh, I don't like face Brit either, but um, whatever. <laughs> the more time <laughs> she's she's been one of one that have, has you know really worked her ass off to to kind of like you know get our respect as as wrestling fans. You know, like she, all the work that she's put in, she feels important. She feels like she's part of what AEW's core was and still is, you know, that that part of that company that kind of sure. is still there with them. And I like that. And I enjoy that her promos, whether they're face or heel, they mean something now. Like she's so damn good. And I, I feel the energy when she speaks about being at all in because you, you can tell like from the jacket and everything, like you see the video package and I went back and I saw that match and I was like, wow, like I had no idea who the hell Britt Baker was. Sure. And I was like, whatever. And here I am now pulling for her. Like I am doing the DMD and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I am a fan. And with Marshall, what, 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 what can we say about QT man? Like, he's like, I, I don't want to make this sound bad, but I think since, since uh what's his face cody left he's really kicked it up in aew um qt has um, QT is one of the best reaction inducing wrestlers yeah. like ever uh he just plays such a specific role right and and what he does but it cannot be overstated how good that guy is at getting a desired reaction from a yeah. crowd he's really really good at it i love the qtv angle I didn't think it was a good spot for Will Hobbs. Like a, that mishmash felt off to me, but I love the idea of the QTV stable and I love Johnny Impact and Taya, who, yes, did also have a tiny dog in Impact as well. Um, same dog, same dog in all, all these wrestling programs. I, I, I agree with you. QT is, is drastically underrated in that specific thing in wrestling. I love, sure. I love the QT TV. Um, I'm hooked on that. I like everyone that they've kind of put together with that little stable. I, I it's doing great. Um, whatever he does with Hobbs, I know is going to be amazing. I watched his matches in AAA, and I was amazed. I was like, "Wait a second, this man can go!" Yeah, you know, I was like so into um, the match. And I, again, these are people that I never really paid attention to, obviously, because I was part of just the one thing that I was watching. Sure. And now that my, you know, my my palate has been tasting these other other Emotion. plates out there full of food, it's been delicious. It is. I went on a whole little rant about why it's so important to watch multiple promotions the other day. Uh, and it is because there's different ways to tell stories. It would be like only listening to one genre of music or watching one genre of movie. Um Arza saying, I like that they didn't mention that QTB Penta. Yes, I think it was wise of them to omit that specifically. And Koi Stalling saying, should Thunder return at all in and face off the winner? That would be an amazing pop. Uh, to my knowledge, she is getting closer to being cleared, but not cleared. That's according to FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in the biz that was reported a couple of weeks ago. I would love it. And Thunder Rosa should immediately come back in and feel important because she relinquished with the title. So whoever that's for, whoever that's against, I think she should feel extremely important on her return because it's long awaited and she rules. we got some more chats coming in before we move into the next match. Reese Power saying, although they weren't on the show, I'm so glad Swerve finally has a stabby friend in AR Fox. 
Well, I uh, just have to add in Willie Mack to complete the Lucha Underground trio. I've loved, no offense to Trench and Parker, the Mogul Embassy angle has worked so much better. Um, and I I just think the world of Swerve, I think him and Darby having... I miss Trench. Uh, I, the first zero and zero AEW retired wrestler, I think. Uh, Paige Van Zandt at least had a couple matches, I think. Uh, but I, I, I love the chemistry between Swerve and Darby. They just feel like they're going to have that Triple H, Shawn Michaels relationship to me of like lifelong friends and rivals, and they'll be mixed up in each other's lives forever. Uh, and I love Nick Wayne being at the focal point of that. And man, Swerve is fun to root for, but he is vicious as a heel. I, I agree with everything in that chat. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. Good stuff there. And some more chats coming in. Ronald Hollick saying, somehow Orange Cassidy has to incorporate John Moxley's kryptonite in Toro Yano and Stadium Stampede. Bring his fellow Chaos member. That is so funny. Uh, Toro Yano, I mean, just a menace to anybody who sets foot in the ring at New Japan. I think maybe Yoshinko shows up. That could have been someone that's in the, the vignette, just like a nice little blow-up doll situation. But speaking of New Japan, we have a AEW steal from New Japan in the tag team of Aussie Open, your ROH champions, facing the Hardy Party, Ethan Page and Brother Zay, Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, in a fun match, finally, Ethan Page is back on my freaking television. I would like him to be in a more substantive program as soon as possible. But this was a great tag match. Aussie Open's so good, man. Uh, you have this really fun dynamic with uh, Mark Davis and the way he kind of like bumps and works in a complimentary way to Kyle Fletcher, who just is so impressive at the young age of 24. Incredible sneaky strength. But this ends with Paige trying to kind of come into this match and he eats a double super kick. And then Stereo Lariat and the Coriolis to finish off Brother Zay pretty resoundingly. And after this match, we get Aussie Open cutting an in-ring promo on Adam Page and MJF. Fletcher calling MJF a bad person and Cole a piece of trash. And most importantly saying, they'll never hit a kangaroo kick in their lives, ever. Which if that's not the most heel thing you could say after Wednesday, I don't know what is. Really liked the match. Really want to see Ethan Page in a position of importance on AEW television. But this was all for Aussie Open, and I'm very excited to see this match with them versus MJF and Adam Cole, Alex. Yeah. Um, can I be honest? Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a... Okay, then fine. I'm done with my <laughs> talking. Goodbye. The next match... No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I, love, I, love, I love what they're doing, though, uh, you know, in, at All In, but I didn't need this match. I didn't need, you know, why couldn't we just get two other wrestlers on the roster you know what i'm saying or or whatnot to kind of like go up against these boys at uh at, you know the buy-in like i, I, I don't i really it. don't understand because something bad could happen during this match yeah and then you're effed but i think what happens in this tag match might have implications in the main event i'll put it that way i think however aussie open wins is going to make one of them question the other's friendship, and you're gonna see. Okay, I see what you're saying. So that it's a storyline driven event because from what I see on 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 X Twitter and everywhere else that all these journalists are saying that 
you know, this is a dynamite card with no storylines and just people being put together out of a hat. So um, randomizer when you play the video game. So I, I'm just trying to figure out that makes I need, perfect I need, sense. I need everyone to listen to me. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm getting get very close. serious. A card getting finalized late and having no stories are different things. All of these multi-man matches have stories behind them that have been wielding for weeks, months, years, decades, in some cases. They all have shared motivations. And they all hate the other side for reasons. A bunch of multi-man matches getting thrown together is not the same thing. This so the internet's wrong? Random collections of things. It drives me crazy because they do this with Forbidden Door, too. I thought the internet was always right, man. Uh, nope. It drives okay. me nuts when I see that because there's such a big difference between what happens when you see like it's action and ready and Darius Martin and a third guy thrown together versus multi-band matches that have storied histories with each other and all have shared motivations. That's what a story is. You have history. You have shared motivations. What? This makes a lot more sense now. You're right. Yeah, I am right. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I have to give you your flowers, young lady, because um, now that I think about it, there could be dissension. That you know, the the uh, Roderick Strong might come down in his in his uh, wheelchair, you know, two hundred yards downfield, and try to make do something. Like now, I see it. Now, oh God. Yeah. My and eye, my like, third eye has been opened. My so third wrestling eye. All the complaints about like Kenny Omega and this like BC Gold. I'm like, oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Kenny Omega and Jay White don't have a history. No, get, they don't know each other. Here. I don't know if you knew this. This couple, is the first time they're meeting. Couple more chats. Orion Ben saying, Mirror Alex is proof that watching all graphs is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go watch all of them. Go watch mid 80s yeah. NWA. Yeah. Magic Plus saying, Alex, handshake emoji, John Cena, Marines. One of those is very authentic. And one of them was in like the marine six we move along and one of them you can't see <laughs> one of them you can't even see it's just camouflage hat walking around the screen that's right we get the righteous in a creepy ass promo because the righteous is creepy all right they are creepy you got vincent and you got dutch doing his weird tongue thing in the background but vincent a long time roh talent a, a standout very special in the presentation of what he does killing it on roh Really great story with the Dark Order. I think we're going to be seeing more hints of that. They kind of pried Stu away from the Dark Order. And now the question is, are they going to recruit the rest of the Dark Order and have a massive faction? Are these two groups just going to be at each other for a while? So really, really well done stuff here. And we get the Hardys calling out Aussie Open, which I think is a whole bunch of fun as well. Any comments on these? No, I, I I'd hope to see the Hardys like do some fun stuff too. I hope they they take them with them and do some stuff out there. You know, jump off like the top of Wembley Stadium. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they play cool. But ours I say no. <laughs> preach, Kate. When you acknowledge other promotions, you can build matches quickly. Yeah, uh, and uh, quickly yeah. by drawing on the history. Remember Eddie and Claudio. Got hot in two weeks based off of stuff that happened in Chicago like 15 years ago. Yeah, they built the whole ROH title picture around that, in fact. So um, really just very obvious stories that have a lot of layers. And just because they got announced the week before the pay-per-view doesn't mean the story hasn't been building this entire time. Uh, people acting like 
Kenny Omega and Adam Page haven't been on the same side of things before, forget that they were tag team champions together. So Bizarro, Big Al saying, so BCC could have Davey Boy Smith Jr. I think he's not in the best standing with the professional wrestling industry at the moment. Or a go-go join as well. I forgot about Anthony Gogo. Uh, both make sense. I honestly feel like they're going to have a battle royal or some other multi-man match to get more guys on the card. I think Darby needs the Pretty Boy Killers. Oh, that would be very fun. Pretty Boy Killers. Um, really, 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 really fun shout there. Uh, they might do some sort of battle royal. It would be cool to to see. I would imagine that would probably be a zero hour type thing as well. But we move along to Sammy Guevara defeating John Cruz, who's definitely not Serpentico. Definitely not. Definitely not an unmasked Serpentico. Uh, definitely just a completely different wrestler than that guy. And uh, not Bendejo <laughs> either. Um, similar build. He's what you might think Serpentico would look like with his mask off. But all I can tell you is it definitely isn't him. But he kind of loses in the same way Serpentico does as we get Sammy Guevara, now a very clearly defined baby face, getting a quick win with the go to hell. We also get, speaking of Serpentico, his nemesis and Nyla Rose, who put over John Cruz and not Serpentico on Twitter, uh, saying that she would like to remind everyone She's the native beast. She's the most dominant champion that they've had out of this division. She was here before there even was a dynamite. So continuing to keep her strong and at the forefront of things, I think is good, even if she's not in a specific story right now. I like seeing women out of the title picture feel important. We're seeing a lot of really fresh faces, right? We've seen Chris Atlander as a title, Willow winning the Owen. We're seeing Diamante, Mercedes on collision. Really good stuff here. Anything on this quick match with Sammy Guevara and Nyla's promo? No, I like the Nyla promo. I, I can care less about the Sammy stuff, but Nyla promo, like being here since the beginning, I love her. I love Nyla. I, I, she's someone that I've, again, someone that I had no idea who she was. And, like, I'm all about big, you know, like crazy women just beating the shit out of each other. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why. I, lock, I loved Awesome Kong. I just, something about that stuff, man, just gets me going. Them and spooky witches in wrestling. I mean, that's it. But even the spooky witches are ass kickers. You like, yeah, yeah, that are here to to lay their shit in. And I'm, which we haven't seen in a while. I haven't seen a lot of spooky stuff going on. Spooky seasons around the corner. I don't know what they're doing. I'm not very happy right now. You know, I, uh, I hope that they're back in time for Halloween. That's all I can say. I'm intrigued to see where this Chelsea Green interviewing partners thing goes if they continue it because i think piper is a good call but i think there's still a lot of ways to to move on with good use of piper too down. she's another one Respect finally finally i've been wanting and, her and, my television for a long i know time. the other one is uh i can't remember uh she left isla Dawn? no uh from wwe she used to wrestle alexa bliss all the time gosh darn it naya, naya? Uh, naya yeah i know she she might be in the talks again you know to kind of like she you know. might. Anyway, AW Women's Champion Hikaru Shida. And I think I said that wrong. I I like the way that it is said. Hikaru Shida. Thank you for such a great yeah. intro when they say her name uh, in, with the enthusiasm that they do. Dasha always killing it. Uh, and Sky Blue defeating the outcast Tony Storm. My God, do I love this version of Tony Storm. 
and Ruby Soho with Soraya hysterically yelling at a lot of points in this match. Um, loved her saying, uh, stop yelling at them, Bryce, when they were clearly cheating in the corner. That cracked me up. We got a really nasty hip attack from Storm on Sky Blue. I mean, there's a lot of things that people are watching at the Tony Storm hip attack, but it is a violent one. Ultimately, the faces coming away here with the W. And then we get Britt Baker coming down. And we get a melee because women get go-home melees with their angles, too. The boys are always having melees on AEW. I'm so glad to see the gals having them. And they were good ones. Man, Sheeta's work rate is so high. I love having the title on someone that can go the way that she can. The outcast looking really good here too. I love Ruby Soho so much and Tony Storm. This like I'm falling apart movie starlet thing is so It's working funny. for her. Yeah. I I love it. It's so refreshing and I think it might be the unraveling of the outcasts a little bit. Like we might see she's falling apart personally. I think this whole angle might be falling apart of this whole alliance, but this like I don't know, this Hollywood 50s starlet of her just um, losing herself after losing her title with the curled Marilyn Monroe hair and all this. Uh, It's hysterical. I now see why her and Juice Robinson make such a great couple because they are both just the silliest, silliest people in the world, it would seem. At least on screen they are. What do you think of our main event tonight? And might I also point out, this is the third AEW Women's Main Event in four episode ever since that sign made its way to aew television they've been really putting their foot down don't let people tell you years of bitching about something doesn't pay off because clearly no. i'm the yeah. only reason there's been no i'm just kidding what do you no, think of our yeah. main tonight <laughs> listen i believe you like uh oh i see something being written i thought it was pretty good there was a lot of peaches in this match um <laughs> <laughs> there's a hip attack in the corner it's kind of hard to i miss. mean jesus uh tony khan f- fuck's sake you have no shortage of you know very talented women on your roster that can kick ass but also are very beautiful and and know know it they work it and they they just they do they do the things that they got to do um to make sure you know that they are very voluptuous it's, but it is true. Tony Storm right? leans into it as the yo for real. As of late, <laughs> I've been noticing that they really like. I guess you know they're a lot looser with that kind of stuff on on AEW because well, and on Rampage especially because it has the later <clears throat> start time, they can get away with it a little bit more. I think, but it's also just a very heel thing to do to to flaunt your yeah. sexiness as Tony Storm yeah. does. But you're right. I don't know. Is this the end of the outcast? Or maybe they'll just get someone else in um, after this weekend. Can they reunite and, and be even stronger than what we thought? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I think it's, it's, a, it's a, in the cards. I think it's a good way to maybe keep the title on Sheeta and let things feel protected. Sure. Um, is Tony Storm and, and Soraya having some tension. So that's my guess about where it's going to go. But we got some breaking news from Luis who said that Tony Khan just announced Jay White versus Dalton Castle for collision tomorrow. That is what we call made for Kate. Uh, <laughs> Dalton Castle is just incredible if you haven't gotten to see him because he's been behind the ROH payroll. Payroll? Paywall. Wow. And I, guess, uh, I guess payroll. Breaking news. Too. 
Kate's um, getting uh, paid to watch Ring of Honor. She's I'm on the not, payroll. But my Honor Club subscription is paid for by Fightful, so I will take that. Breaking if news. If you work for Fightful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that was our main event. I love that we got the melee to go home on. I love that we had such a great night of wrestling and a really, really special moment with Edge. Really, really great stuff. On this day. We spoke clearly yeah we ran through rampage and smackdown alexis plug your stuff and let's get out of here let me plug it like a plug-in um i want to say thank you to everyone now now miss kate uh thank you to everyone for continuing to um follow me and have fun with me on the interwebs and you guys already know my style you guys see when i'm pushing buttons and i love it uh for those who don't know and watch the show and then go comment in my uh, DMs that I find later because they're hidden that I'm a scumbag AEW fan, then I love you too. Uh, you can follow me on the X Twitter, underscore Alexis Cardoza. You can follow me on the Instagram, just Alexis Cardoza. And uh, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming soon. And let's do it together. Wait until your DMs are full of people that you are allegedly sleeping with that you've never been in the same room. Oh, I've before. I've slept with some people already. It's crazy. They wanted to know if I've hooked up with you. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm not sure. gonna put I'm not gonna put the tweet or who the person said it. We've I been in the same you. room once. Yeah. Um, On top of a coffee table. Coffee. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there was a couple other people that I'm not gonna mention their names because they're friends of of ours here on the show and other. Coexisting people. I mean, <laughs> I probably slept with Rob too, which is great. I don't mind. That's that. awesome. Good so, for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, Thank you for bringing that up because I, oh, no, I found them in the in the hidden DMs section, like where like you gotta like. Oh yeah, people... no, it's. I just usually let those burn because they're terrible. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I, I'm always like kind of disappointed with the caliber of wrestler I'm sleeping with. I'm like, don't put me with a jobber. If you're gonna make up, I'm sleeping with someone. At least let be like a multi-time champion. But you can follow me at Miss Kate Faye. We've got more great coverage coming to you on Fightful Select. Please go subscribe and leave a thumbs up on this video on your way out. Big week of wrestling coming up. And stay tuned to Fightful Select for more contract news, etc., etc. CM Punk drama, Wembley news. We've got it all for you there on Fightful Select. Have a safe and wonderful wrestling weekend. Stay tuned for the Collision Post Show tomorrow that I'll have you covered. We're out of here. Bye. Don't get fisted by Bobby. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.